You're listening to The Big Show with Russick and Rose. And now drops it, Kane shoots, trickling puck, Nordstrom reaches out with his left leg and kicks it away from the net. That was going in. In tight, Huberto trying to go back into forehand, they score. On the official home of your Calgary Flames. The Flames win it! Yeah, Sportsnet 960, The Fan. Good morning. Mm. It's the big show. Well, well, well. Russick and Rose, Sportsnet 960, The Fan. I'm back, I guess. Look what the cat dragged in. Yeah, literally. Um, <laughs> uh, was, was off last week. Missed you. Because I was uh, clinging to life at home. <laughs> <laughs> Saw the edge? Yeah. Had to put your hand away no, from the like, light? Don't no. go near the light, George! I'm like, not away today. Away from the light! Not today, Jesus. <laughs> no. Yeah, that's the guy on the other side. Yeah, I'm uh, back sort of today, I guess. See how things go. Voice is sounding a little rough. Did inside the lines yesterday. Hmm? I was a little rough, too. Yeah? See if I can plow through today. Because it's normal waking up covered in sweat, right? That's normal, right? Yeah, yeah everyone. Yeah, everyone like covered that. in sweat yeah, this morning. Yeah, no, that's probably enough of that mental picture. But yeah, no, yeah. I, all the uh, time. I, I definitely know I'm not contagious anymore. Okay, that's so good. That's why I'm in. Yeah. I don't, I don't want to get you guys sick. That was the reason why I haven't been in. I appreciate it. And uh, during my week off, uh, sitting alone in my prison cell, a.k.a. my apartment, <laughs> I watched a lot of TV. What'd you get after? Oh, my God. So, obviously, you had some... You probably enjoyed all the World Cup matches. Oh, yeah. I've watched boatloads of soccer. Have you missed a minute yet? Just maybe when you, like, uh, kind you know of doze off? I wasn't maybe waking up... Maybe in the 45th up, minute every once in a while? I wasn't waking up early enough to watch, like, the 8 a.m. matches. Yeah, sure. Because I'd be, like, in a uh, cough syrup haze. Yeah. <laughs> so, I've watched a lot of soccer. Uh, I started watching Below Deck Sailing. Below Deck, like the reality show? Yeah, I started watching that for some reason. <laughs> That's some good trash TV. That is trashy TV. <laughs> you want to talk like... about the worst people in the world? Oh boy! Um, what else have I, I watched a lot of? Uh, I watched a lot of Bar Rescue. Oh, because I used to bartend. Love me some John Tapper. Now, shut it down. Yeah, shut so, it down. <laughs> uh, the thing is, like when you watch uh, Paramount, and I don't know <laughs> if it's available on Rogers, they show the same. Yeah, like they show the same promos over. Oh my goodness! You can just stomp on a brick. <laughs> like, like you, a brick has no. Uh, the, you need to stop on a brick. The renovation guy. The renovation. That's right. Yeah, with Adam yeah, yeah. Carolla Actually, to catch a contractor. To catch a contractor. Yeah, <laughs> such a good show. Yeah, that's right. They have the one where uh, the, the 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 Jamaican lady's cleaning the house. And Adam, we don't do fish because fish die. Whoa, the cat. <laughs> so. <laughs> You know exactly what I'm talking about. The wife swap one. Yeah, yeah the wife yeah. swap one. Yeah. <laughs> the tattoo one where the guy does the sales the wrong way. And yeah. the one lady and the one tattoo girl doesn't really know which way the sales actually should go. And then the most intense thing on 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 Paramount. I've seen all these commercials and I haven't watched Paramount Plus for like a year and yeah, a half. But it, it, nothing's changed. <laughs> I know. But they what they've added now is uh I've never watched an episode, but man, does Tyler Perry's Oval <laughs> Office look like an intense show. <laughs> Like, the one promo that's seared into my memory is hmm. the one where it's like, uh, oh, you killed our son. 
God did that to Jesus. I'm like, oh my God, <laughs> this is intense. <laughs> Whoa. Tyler Perry's Oval Office is very intense. Watched a lot of stuff. Hmm. Like I watched a lot of mindless, you know, you know what else I watched a lot of for some stupid reason? King of Queens. I don't know why. What a throwback watching yeah. the big man. And, because um, I just can't wrap my head around how they would actually be a couple. <laughs> yeah, sure. Like, like, I get that. Like, you know, if you, if you ever looked up the term outkick your coverage, <laughs> that would be that show. That's why he's the king of queens. I guess. But yeah, um, lots of stuff. I used to watch that on, on, on Network. Peachtree. And you know what? Like, I used to get, I used to get very cynical about Bar Rescue. Um, <laughs> Because like, uh, after the episode, I don't know if, if you do this the same thing. You Alex, you ever watched Bar Rescue? My, Turn yeah, on your yeah, mic. Mike, there we go. <laughs> uh, I actually did, like, on Spike TV way okay. back. Yeah, it Probably was. when right. I shouldn't have been allowed to watch Spike TV. Uh, TV for men. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, I Alex, got... Alex grew up in a strict house. <laughs> Can I? Have, did you have to ask for a pop? Were you one of those kids? Oh, no. Okay. I did. Almost. Really? Kind of the line. Yeah, but... of course. You had to ask? It was a treat. Oh, wow. Okay. Maybe I grew up a, a renegade. Um, that's why I'm such a disaster. <laughs> so, Bar Rescue. Yeah. Are you like me and you have to watch and look up How what happened to the doing? bars? Yeah. And then you're like, oh, this place closed. But at the same time, I'm like, these places were like weeks away from closing anyway. <laughs> oh, yeah. Like, the, and 100%. the people who work there are total idiots and like do not care about the business. And he saves a lot of these places, like 50% of them he saves, which is incredible because these places are all going under. And they usually just revert back to all of their old ways as, soon as, as soon as he leaves. Yeah. Like, you can look up some of them and they're like, oh, yeah, they hired the drunk who he forced them to fire. She was back on the job in a week yeah. and like all this type of stuff. But yeah, I've watched a lot, Bar Rescue and yeah. Below Deck Sailing. Man, I just some, that that boat that they're on, it's like a fifty meter yacht, and like the amount of maintenance just used just to sail around. Yeah, and the amount of money like these people just leave as a tip. Yeah. Oh, we got tipped sixteen thousand dollars. I'm like, what is? <laughs> how rich are these people? Pardon me. And a lot of these people who are on these boats are literally the worst people on the in the world. Yeah, a hundred percent. Like just awful people. Terrible. Because there's no laws out on open water, George. It's true. International water. Maritime no rules. Law. Yeah. Um, we got a busy show. <laughs> Thank God, because I can't talk. By the way, we're coming to you live. John Tapper's going to join us. Is he? No. We should get him on the show. We should. Why not? Um, we're, jo- we're live from the Doug Lacey Basin uh, Systems downtown Taffer. studio. Taffer. Um, Doug Lacey, um, serving Calgary and Southern Alberta since 1992. Total stud. Um, we got a busy show because I don't know how long my voice is going to last because mm-hmm. it does sound like I've had a hooker's breakfast. Oh. So Charles Davis, NFL analyst at 7 o'clock. Stu Cowan, sports columnist for the Montreal Gazette at 7.30. Peter Labardius, Lou, our man. Lou! Flames color analyst. And we'll talk about his Minnesota Vikings losing to the Detroit Lions yesterday. He did a little color on the AHL Wranglers yesterday afternoon mm. as well. Stepped into the booth with Sandra. Uh, Tommy Wielden Jr., Calvary FC manager. He's our uh, World Cup analyst. Our man, man. Yeah, he'll join us at 8.30. Because the semifinals are set. Tough one. England. Oof. Losing to France. Yeah. A lot of comparisons because you don't, you don't, you don't get, because you're too young. No, yeah. You don't, you don't get the Roberto Baggio thing, right? No. So, see, Alex so does. Al- yeah. Alex made a so, notable sound over there. In the 94 World Cup final in the United States at the Rose Bowl, Italy and Brazil went to penalty kicks to decide the World Cup winner. Whoa. 
So Roberto Baggio, who was Italy's number one striker at the time, like beautiful curly like mullet, but like sure. he had a rat tail on the back that oh. you could swing off like Tarzan. <laughs> so he, much like Harry Kane, fired his penalty kick over the bar. Yeah, Alex, you've seen the highlight, right? Because you weren't even born yeah. yet. Yeah, yeah, I watched. I've seen it. I didn't so, see it live, obviously. Oh yeah, I remember. I remember watching it. So um, a lot of comparisons to Harry Kane. Roberto Baggio, and a little side note to that, because our listeners really care about this kind yeah, of stuff. Yeah, hit me. No, yeah. But Romario and Bebeto were the strike force for Brazil in that in that World Cup. They disliked each other so much, they wouldn't fly on the same plane. Oh. Like, I can't fly on the same plane with yeah. this guy. But they played together as teammates, and mm. they set each other up, but they didn't want to see each other on the plane. So they had to fly separate planes to get to the matches. But Harry Kane, shades of Roberto Baggio in the 94 World Cup final... Blew that thing over. France beats England. They're in the semifinals. Tommy Wilden with our draft has France to win the whole damn thing. They'll play Morocco, surprise semifinalist. And all of a sudden, so Patty Canada. Duma picked. Yeah. Canada's in a group with two semifinalists. Yeah. And you're like, and they well, had a lead on both. And well, they, they scored a goal against Morocco, the only one they've conceded the entire tournament. Yep. And they had a lead on Croatia. An early lead, they were able to get after it a little bit. We all know how that Croatia game definitely fell apart after about the 20th minute in Croatia. It was like, oh, okay, we're actually a superpower and you're not. But yeah, for a little while, they ran around with a couple of guys down into the final four now. That's, yeah. I think that when the games were all said and done, yeah. we weren't always like, ah, oh, wow, well, that was probably worse than we thought it w- would go. Yeah. But I don't know. Maybe you could dig a little bit of solace knowing that there were some real good teams they were up against. Um, real quick, too, on the text line, 960, 960, name and location. Thanks to Bob. Uh, Doug's wife is so hot. Yeah, I know. Like, I, <laughs> that's exactly what I was talking Thank about. Thank you, Bob. What? Yeah. Gang of Queens. Yeah, like, that's exactly what I was. <laughs> was, that a, was that a Pat Steinberg woe in there? Woof. <laughs> no, not woof. The hotkey pages are down already. I know. I, that was before I, you know, clung to life. In my apartment for the past week. Okay. Where did you watch King of Queens? It was obviously on probably Peachtree or... Um, on Slice, White. I think. So that's where I... I was watching King of Queens, and the then all of a sudden I fell Network. asleep watching King of Queens, and then Below Deck came on, and I started watching it as I woke up, like, in a... In, in your a, haze? In, like, like, in a cough syrup stupor. You're like, wait, is this a dream? Why yeah. are they all What under, is this show? Why and, are they under the deck? Uh, wh- like, why is this, like, these mm. people are no good? Okay. So, uh... Flames lost two games over the weekend. They did. Oh, that one Friday night against the Jackets. Woof. They stunk. So a uh, lot of heartbreak for Matthew Phillips. Yeah. He was supposed to play and then doesn't play because the Hornet gets there in time and ultimately plays. Well, and they needed but, a center. And but he, like, yeah, but he, did, but he did play Saturday night, and the big man came out. Yeah, you get to play ho- hockey night against the Leafs Saturday night. Now, can I, can I give you a Matthew Phillips take? Yeah, please do. I, this is maybe this is a little, this are you is a little mean. Say, are you gonna say he's small? No, like you know what it looked like when he was out there. It was like he was playing with his dad and his uncle, <laughs> <laughs> didn't it for a sec? Or yeah. he was like a contest winner. <laughs> <laughs> like he's so little. Yeah, he's. I know he's tiny. He's the smallest guy in the league. Did you see the shot of his sticks on the bench? Yeah, <laughs> like a full foot shorter than everybody. It's else like is. he's using an intermediate <laughs> stick. Yeah. He's he's only five foot seven. There was a point in five the five foot seven. Are you sure he's that tall? That's what he's listed as. Okay, uh, five foot seven. He's way 40. smaller than Cole Caulfield. 
Yeah, he's without a doubt the smallest player in the NHL. And to see him in the lightest certain points skating around with like Zahorna or yeah. Nikita Zadorov out there a little bit. You're like, wow, this guy really is. Yeah, it's a small man. Yeah. Didn't play a ton just with how his special teams is going in the game, but I don't know. I thought he settled in okay. Yeah, I think so too. You got to give him a chance. Yeah, I expected it. Because a guy his today. size 10 years ago, you wouldn't even thought about putting him into the NHL. No. No chance. I thought he battled, and there were a few instances he went to the net, and he didn't show that he was afraid to do any of that type of stuff. I thought there were some maybe nervous moments with the puck on his stick early on, but Mm -hmm. seemed to settle in. So I'm excited to see what he can do moving forward with, you know, limited ice time. Like, everyone was looking at nine minutes ice time. That's probably what he's going to end up getting, even if they don't play a ton of special teams. Yeah, I do like uh, Zahorna. Man, that guy's big, and he can skate. He looked really good in those he, two games. He did look good. Uh, that is a large individual who could potentially be a difference maker, you'd think. Like He, he is a little older. Maybe he's just a late bloomer. Yeah, he's, he's like 26. Yeah, that's what I mean. A little yeah. bit of a late bloomer, potentially. Yeah. He's got the size. He's definitely got the speed. Sometimes the hands are there. Um, I, I, like, I like the two I, games he played. I think there's things to like there for sure. Daryl Sutter was complimentary as well, which is not always easy to... Now, get even a couple of words that are very nice from the head coach. Speaking of Daryl Sutter, yeah. um, we, we got we got something to give away today. Yeah. Uh, it's the 12 days of Christmas, or is it Xmas or Christmas? Do we Are we allowed to say Christmas on here? Yeah, sure. Yeah, we can say whatever. Yeah. Oh, do we say, Alex, what do we say? Xmas or Christmas? Is it okay if we say Christmas? Christmas is okay, according All to right. my information. Okay. Uh, brought to you by <laughs> Wild Sources? Rose. Yeah, Wild Rose Brewery uh, later on in the show. Open up the That's text line. It's called an advent calendar. I think yeah. we can say Christmas. All right. Because uh, this is jarring to me because I come from a market where we can't say that kind of stuff. <laughs> How dare you? How dare you? Um, your chance to we win. do that here. Your chance to win. You got to put your name and location on the text message. Uh, Daryl Sutter said something really interesting post game on Saturday night. Uh, do, do you have it ready for us here? I sure is, do. This is kind of what I want to... I want to get going here for the text line for you to win potentially something from Wild Rose Brewery behind the advent calendar. We don't know what it is. It's it's a total mystery. It's a it's just wrapped in a question mark. We got to open the door. And like it's w- wrapped in a cloak covered in question marks. Yeah, kind of like uh, like the Riddler. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Uh-huh. Just, Here's what Daryl said. Like, yeah. Well, hey. that's one thing I learned a long time ago, Eric. <laughs> when you're in the in Chicago all those years, when you play and you come into Toronto. You know what goes on. I won't say nothing more. Okay. Uh, I won't say nothing more. Okay. So 960-960, name and location. Your chance to open the Wild Doors Brewery advent calendar later on in the show. Name and location, please. What goes on in Toronto? Your best. What goes on. Yeah. I won't say nothing more. Yeah. We want to know from you what goes on in Toronto, and the best text will win the Wild Doors Brewery advent calendar. 960-960, name and location. What goes on in what Toronto? What goes on in Toronto? It's according a big city to Daryl. Sutter. I don't know. He never <laughs> finished the thought. Well, he said he. You know, I won't say nothing more. So what Didn't goes on? Into it, but. What goes on in Toronto? Nine sixty nine sixty. Name and location. Your chance to win uh, the twelve days of Christmas. Brought to you by your good friends at Wild Rose Brewery. Keep them rolling in nine sixty nine sixty.
name and location. Um, what were your thoughts on the goaltending performance by Vladar and Markstrom on the weekend? I thought Markstrom was fine going into the game against Columbus. This that Columbus game was a and bad again, early one. It goal. was a stinker. Early, like, yeah, he's like he's cursed. It's a breakaway. Oh, it's shades of the Montreal game, right? Yeah. Just an egregious breakdown by your starting five guys giving up a breakaway down the main street. And who's it to? Patrick Line. Oh, welcome back to the lineup, Jacob Markstrom. Here's a breakaway to one of the most lethal shooters in the NHL. And then from there on, I thought he played well until Mackenzie Weger dished out uh, big old pizza. That's Amore for sure. Mm-hmm. Uh, on another breakaway, Eric Robinson with that one, and then an empty netter. So I thought Markstrom definitely gave the team a chance to win it. Mm-hmm. And then Vladar was fine. I thought that there were instances where he was good and gave them a chance, but at the same time, you allowed four goals. It's not really great. Daryl Sutter didn't love the second and the fourth goals. I thought he was fine uh, if I had to do anything, but I don't know. I thought the game Saturday was just a really solid game overall. The goaltending definitely wasn't the story of that one, highlighted right. by Matt Murray's uh, egregious squeaker. Yeah. The second Hannafin goal. A uh, lot of penalties in that game, too. And, and again, Playing against Columbus, egregious. Yeah, way like, too many. Way too many. And a lot of those were penalties. Yeah. Like, you hate the one in overtime, but you got to, like, Huberto has to have control of his stick. They're going to call that every time. Anytime that the stick gets close to the face, those guys, they, they're going to make sure the referees see that they get clipped in the face. Yeah. And they did every single time. And it wasn't a missed call. It wasn't a, it wasn't a dive or anything like that. It's just a stick in the face, and you, that's a call. So, listen, against Columbus, what was it, seven times shorthanded? They managed to kill off all seven. Six opportunities against the Leafs and actually good power play. Like, listen, the Arizona Coyotes game that they played at home recently, exact same thing. Two penalties are against early. The only problem was that it was against the Coyotes and they can't score. And then against the Wild, same thing. You're down two Cobb early, but you're able to come back and make it a good game. So, starts have been an issue for sure. Um... <laughs> the texts are rolling in, and, and they're great already. 960, 960, name and location. Uh, Daryl Sutter said this on Saturday. What goes on? Yeah, what goes on in Toronto that Daryl Sutter was alluding to? 960, 960, name and location. Uh, the best text uh, wins um, the advent calendar. You get to see what's behind the door. You get to the open door. the door. Yeah. Which, to... honestly, opening the door is part of the fun. What day are we at for the 12 days of Christmas? Because I've been so... Viciously day, ill. Day six. Ooh, okay. Yeah. Ooh. Have you ever had a real, like, have you ever done the advent calendar for real? Of course. Yeah. Right? Oh, but yeah. You don't go ahead and eat more chocolates like a. No. Um, we actually did one, I think, where we, the one I can always remember, like, we got little Legos each day. Oh. And you okay. kind of got, like, a few pieces to the Lego thing, and you would create a, a thing over the course of. Mm-hmm. Yeah, every once in a while, the chocolate, that was fine. I made my dad a beer advent calendar once where I actually bought like 24 different beers from around Calgary and like <laughs> made like a big rack for it. His birthday is right around Halloween, so it was like a nice. Wow, that's an excellent, that's yeah. an excellent gift. Yeah, it was. I didn't do it this year. Like, I cheaped out and I was man, very lazy. But. The texts are exploding right now. 960, 960, name location. Um, what happens in Toronto like that Daryl Sutter's alluding to? Uh, 960, 960. Name and you want to play the whole clip again for us? When you play and you come into Toronto, yeah, you know what goes on. Yeah, what goes on in Toronto? I say nothing more. Yeah, what goes on in Toronto? Nine sixty nine sixty. Name and location. 
The best text is going to win uh, your chance to open up the advent calendar from our good friends at Wild Rose Brewery, the 12 days of Christmas. All right. Uh, I think we're going to break here because we've got lots to get to in the Rose Report. It's long. Uh, Alex Brody is going to get us caught up on the World Cup. It's a dark day at the World Cup until uh, the semifinals get going tomorrow. Uh, we'll have a World Cup update at the top of the hour. Our man Charles Davis, NFL insider from CBS Sports, is going to join us. Talk about week 14 in the National Football League. Lots of Flames talk. Flames and the Habs tonight. What time does the Pat Steinberg telethon get going? Um, Today? What's four o'clock? Yeah, four o'clock. It should be earlier. No, today, 2 p.m. Yeah, two o'clock. Jesus. So Pat's going to be on from like two to about 11, 11.30? And today it's in support of the foundation of mall Santas. Oh, wow. Okay, but it's there's only one Santa. Yeah, but mall Santas, they're different. They're kind of like this. Yeah. No, nope, they're all Santas. You know how like there's more than one Stanley Cup? Yeah. Okay. Same deal. Uh, it's all straight ahead. I'm back, I guess, today. We'll see how things go. <laughs> It's the big show, Russick and Rose, Sportsnet 960, the fan. <laughs> the big show, Russick and Rose, Sportsnet 960, the fan. I'm back, sort of. And it coughs syrup haze. Yeah. Um, I like it, Loopy. Yeah, I like we were talking about the King of Queens earlier. Yeah. And uh Leah Remini, big fan of hers. I was also a big fan, because you're you're too young for this, but mm, a lot of sure. our listeners, this is their sweet spot. Yep. People around my age, just a little older than you, Maddie. She did a great job as a guest appearance as Stacy Carosi. Okay. In Saved by the Bell, where they worked at the beach club. At the beach club. And then Zach falls in love with Stacy Carosi, played by Leah Remini. There's a lot of nuances on this family show, Saved yeah. by the Bell, hey? Saved by the Bell. If you know, you know, because my number one crush growing up was Kelly Kapowski. And there's, there's no second, like... <laughs> You want to talk about the pinnacle. Yeah. Like growing up, you're like, wow, Kelly Kapowski. That's what I'm talking about. Mount Rushmore. Very just lovely. The other three faces off the mountain. Very lovely. Kelly yeah. Kapowski. Yeah. And if yeah. you're around my age and you're driving the car, you're like, yeah, Kelly Kapowski. I, I Jesse th- Spano to a lesser extent. Sure. Even okay. Lisa Turtle. I'm okay with. <laughs> but, but Kelly Kapowski was the pinnacle. Very lovely. Very, very lovely. And Stacey Carosi, Leah Remini, who's in King of Queens, did a guest spot on Saved by the Bell. Like a lot of our, a lot of people driving around right now are going, I know exactly what George is talking about. <laughs> and a lot of people like you are like, what the hell is going on right now? I like that you're like, it's a turtle. Yeah, she's fine. But you know. Yeah, <laughs> listen. And who doesn't remember the episode, The Sprain, when Lisa hurt her ankle and Casey Kasem was on the show? There's a lot to do. <laughs> You have no idea what I'm talking no. about. No, I, I, like, I don't even want to comment. I don't want to get you myself should start in hot watching water Saved by the Bell. These nuance. You should start watching Saved by the Bell. I probably won't. Uh, you won't. Uh, Charles Davis, <laughs> NFL insider for CBS Sports at the top of the hour. Our man Alex Brody has uh, a World Cup report ready to fire. Cobbled together. Oh, yeah. He's, he is just, he's been working hard. Grinding. All morning. Riding away, you could see he was he was perspiring behind the computer. Sounds like Santa's workshop back there. Yeah, just working away, hammers and nails, but, screws, and power tools. We're also taking your text messages. Uh, nine sixty nine sixty name and location. Uh, Daryl Sutter had this to say on Saturday night after the Flames lost to the Leafs in overtime. When you play and you come into Toronto, you know what goes on. 
Yeah, so what goes on in Toronto that Daryl Sutter was talking about? 960, 960, name and location. The best text wins uh, day number seven of Wild Rose uh, Brewery, the seven, uh, the 12 days of Christmas, uh, the advent calendar. You get to take a peek behind the door, and you win that prize. You we'll get pick to take the best whoever's text behind the door home. That's awesome. We uh, gave away a toboggan last week. Oh, really? Yeah, how sweet is that? Did you ever have like an old school toboggan? Yeah, you got to have one of those. I had a toboggan. Too. So when you go when you go tobogganing, sure. Uh, it, what else? What works better than a toboggan is you have those really long, crazy carpets. Yeah. And you spray them up with Pam. Yeah. So there's less friction. Yeah. And then you can get really hurt. Yeah. <laughs> like I, <laughs> two years ago, I I took my girlfriend and my nephew was like, I go, let's go. Fireman's Park in Niagara Falls is a very famous spot. Sure. For uh, tobogganing. And there's something else at Fireman's Park that I'm not going to talk about. Okay. That my friends who are listening, this is such an inside joke, but I'm not going to do it. So uh, I thought I was going to get injured at because I'm older. And yeah. I'm like, I'm going to get hurt here because I'm not, you're not as pliable when you're in your 40s. Pliable is a good word to use. you were in yeah. your 20s. But my nephew flying down, you and my girlfriend rolling down the hill. I'm like, oh my God, are you okay? <laughs> you got you to gotta pam up the crazy carpet because yeah, it even yeah. goes faster. Even a toboggan, you pam up that thing, less friction. You go faster. All right. Uh, let's do the Rose Report here. Brought to you by MotorWorks. If you own a BMW, choose MotorWorks for service and repairs. They'll gladly match and then beat any competitor's price by 10% on 51st Avenue, 3rd Street, Southeast. Marty Rose. Matt Rose. Matt Rose. Oh, good morning, friends. Feels good to be back. We've got a ton to break down as well. The Flames wrap a three-game road trip out east in Montreal tonight after a sleepy game in Columbus and a better game against the Leafs, but yeah, they'll look for a better result here on Monday. Struggled mightily. And then a uh, better game against the Leafs Saturday, although that result wasn't great. We'll look at the rest of the NHL slate. It was a great NFL Sunday. Struggled mightily, struggled mightily, struggled mightily, struggled. Was that a remix? Um, so what has happened here is I've just accidentally um, slapped these clips together. Yeah. And uh, accidentally put... Daryl Sutter underneath is a little bit of That's a fine. a little bit of a bed, so that wasn't supposed to sound like that. It's live radio. It's fine. It's supposed to sound like this. Touchdown! 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 So yeah, real sharp out of the gate. Um, <laughs> Flames making their second. Sharp as last- a bag of wet hair. <laughs> Gross. That's an awful visual. It's not where'd, sharp. Where'd you get all that hair? Yeah. Flames making their second last trip out to the Eastern Conference with a three-gamer making a couple of call-ups before action began. Kevin Rooney cleared waivers, sent down to the Wranglers that allowed the team to recall forwards Radim Zahorna and Matthew Phillips. Phillips tied for the AHL scoring lead. At the time of his recall, had 30 points, and I believe it was about 22 games. Zahorna had been his linemate down in the AHL as well. Friday, only Zahorna got into the lineup. Flames were visiting their old pal Johnny Gaudreau out in Columbus to battle his Blue Jackets, who sit dead last in the Eastern Conference. But another slow start for Red. Patrick Laine scoring on an early breakaway. Shades of the opening goal back against the Canadiens during the five-game homestand. Breakaway down the middle of the ice. Off the opening faceoff, Patrick Laine opened up the scoring, beating Jacob Markstrom, who is back between the pipes after Dan Vladard started the three prior. And Markstrom certainly gave the chance a team to win it, if only they wouldn't give up so many darn breakaways. Plays a left point to Uyghur, who's passed across the line to Tanev, intercepted. Now we've got to break the other way. Robinson scores! Eric Robinson puts the puck just inside the near goalpost. Two breakaways. 
two goals for the Blue Jackets tonight. Just 2.52 into the second period. Jackets up 2-0. An egregious giveaway by Mackenzie Weger leads to a breakaway goal for Eric Robinson, and he wore it after the game. Yeah, I got caught um, to my feet and tried to, you know, make a play. It wasn't there. It was clearly not there. It's a bad play. It's just a good old-fashioned pizza. Yep, it was egregious. <laughs> Uh, as uh, they say um, in uh, lovely Italy. Bigger beats and five. That's Amore. Now, real quick on that game on Friday night. Mm-hmm. Didn't that... Okay, that was such a bad spot for the Calgary Flames. Here's why. First game of a roadie. Yep. The Jackets were absolutely humiliated by the Buffalo Sabres the game before. That 9-2 thwacking. Yeah. And it was the first game Johnny Goudreau was playing against his former team. Money on the board. That was set up for the Columbus Blue Jackets to win that game. Yeah, and then the Flames weren't like, really ready. That's what I mean. Yeah. Like, wasn't great. all these factors was, like, Columbus, it was set up for the Jackets to win that game. Should the Flames beat a terrible team like Columbus? Yes. Is that a bad loss Friday night? when they look lifeless? Absolutely. But there were way too many factors why Columbus was probably going to win that game on Friday night. Uh, Sutter roasted the defense after the game. I mean, if you just go one D to the other D, ours wasn't even close. Other than quite honestly, our D was not even close to being in, in sync or in the compete part of the game at all time. These guys have roles, and, and uh, they all play different types of games, so they got to maximize it, right? So. They obviously didn't prepare for that today. They, the big guys thought they were wheelers and dealers, and the guys who were wheeling and dealers wouldn't touch anybody. So, that's the way she goes. So, the way she goes, Georgie. On to Saturday, second half of a back-to-back going into Toronto. Leafs coming off that 5 nothing win over the Kings Thursday night, so they had a bit more rest than the Flames. Matthew Phillips did get into this game. Milan Lucic and Brett Ritchie. The scratches, Dan Vladar getting the start, but he got beat early by Austin Matthews on a power play rush goal, but it would be the Flames who would answer. Skates into the Maple Leaf zone and drops Huberto to Hannafin with a shot, scores! Noah Hannafin jumps up and snaps the puck past Matt Murray. Majapati try to return the puck to Dubé, it bounces by him, now Kadri scores! In his return to Toronto, Nazem Kadri picks up the puck and fires it past Matt Murray. Hannafin second, Kadri's 11th. They come under four minutes apart. Flames jumped out to a 2-1 lead, but then a penalty to Michael Backlund for cross-checking, put the Buds power play back on the ice, and William Nylander would score to tie it after 20 minutes of play. Good back and forth in the second period. Matt Murray and Dan Vladar both standing tall until the tie was broken after the midway point of the period. Marner coughs it up, Backlund picks it up and shoots off the goalpost. And now here's a shot, they score! Michael Backlund beat Matt Murray, but rang it off the iron to his left. But Trevor Lewis picked up the rebound and deposited the puck in the Maple Leafs net. Trevor Lewis, the knuckle puck one-timer, beats Murray to give the Flames the lead once again, but the Leafs would tie it up before 
the end of the second period. Tough instance for Chris Tanev. He's battling down low, accidentally sweeps the puck into the slot, gets back in front to try and block it, but instead deflects the puck right underneath the bar. Second of the game for William Nylander as it was tied after 40 minutes of play. The Flames would get an early power play in the third, and the man advantage kept on humming. It goes in! Will it count? Noah Hannafin puts the puck on net. It went into the net. The question is, was the play blowing dead? Continuation of play rule goes into play here. As a result, the goal would stand. Flames go up 4-3 to three on the Hannafin weird shot from a bad angle that somehow gets through Matt Murray. The, the post thing is becoming an issue in the NHL. Yeah. Like, this is, it's getting frustrating. You can't do the old 80s post that Don Cherry used to talk about all the time. You can't have them smitten in, and then guys just blow their knees like Steve Eiserman famously did years ago. Connor McDavid, even a couple seasons ago. But goalies are purposely now hammering into the post. Especially this guy. Yeah. And if it goes off, it goes up. Whoops. Uh I was trying to make a save. There has to be be some sort of happy medium here. Uh, The power play, by the way, goals in three of the last four games. Didn't score against the Jackets, and that showed. But nevertheless, goals in three of their last four. That one, a weird shot from a weird angle, sneaks through Matt Murray for the second of the game for number 55. Unfortunately, it would be him and his partner Anderson on uh, ice a few minutes later. When the Leafs would tie up the game, a long offensive zone shift ends with Michael Bunting slamming home a rebound, winning his net front battle against Anderson to tie the game. Both groups pushed in the third, end up going to overtime. Jonathan Huberdeau, high sticking penalty right off the opening draw. The Flames just cannot play overtime without taking a penalty this season, and it's really tough to kill those off when you get to extra time. Backs into the corner, spins, and plays the puck left point to Marner. Marner walks into the far circle, throws it towards the neck, gets it back, and scores! Now, Marner had already had an assist on William Nylander's first period goal to keep the streak alive, but he gets his second point of the game winner on the overtime game winner. Four on three goal. PK for the Flames had been 13 for 13 in their previous three games, including seven for seven against the Jackets Friday. They take six against the Leafs. They allow three goals on six opportunities. Head coach Daryl Sutter with a thought on the penalties after the game. Well, that's one thing I learned a long time ago, Eric, when you're in in Chicago all those years. When you play and you come into Toronto, you know what goes on. I won't say nothing more. But this is two games in a row, you guys had a lot of So then write about it. I mean, you think they were all penalties tonight? I don't. Um, one of four points against both the Leafs and the Blue Jackets there. That's disappointing. Yeah. Now, can you exact some revenge on Jake Allen and the Habs tonight? Yeah, because... The, to wrap it in Montreal? The Flames dominated that game a week and a half ago. The only loss on that five-game homestand and. The only one that you looked at and said they probably should have won that by like four or five goals. Now, but Jake Allen was out of his mind. For tonight's game, uh-huh. who do you think starts in net? Oh. I like that high pitch noise you were just making. Yeah, that should be a drop. Uh, I'm going to say Dan Vladar. Oh, okay. I'm going to stick with what I said before the weekend began because as much as, you know, and there's a clip from Daryl Sutter post game where he says, I didn't love the second and the fourth goal for Dan Vladar. But I still think that, given recently how things have gone, they probably still go back there. But, like I've said for a little while now, um, 
don't take anything I say in regards to who's going to start the goal. Like, don't. I'm usually wrong. Okay. I'm almost like I'm. I'm Joe Pubic when it comes oh, to guessing the go. goaltenders. Um, here's a, here's another one for you. Does Milan Lucic Pubic right now? <laughs> is Milan Lucic <laughs> back in the lineup? That I, I'm gonna say no. But Ooh, uh, two games in a row. <sighs> I don't know. Is if, Matthew Phillips in the lineup? Yes. Tonight? Is Zahorna in the lineup tonight? I don't. How's Trevor Lewis feel? Can he play center? Does he feel like he can play center today? I would be surprised if Lucic is not back in tonight. I would also be surprised because I think it takes quite a bit to scratch the big man for one game, especially Hockey Night in Canada and, against the Buds. And and, and I love how Darryl, we we brought in the little guy and took out the big guy. Yeah, I know. Because we put little guy in, took the big guy out. That's it. Just 12. Uh, very you can simple. only dress players. It's, it's only 12 players. By the way, the text line, uh, you're doing a great job. Keep them rolling in, 960-960. Your chance to win um, one of the 12 days of Christmas, courtesy of friends at Wild Rose Brewery. Uh, Daryl Sutter talked about uh, what happens in Toronto when you come here. Uh, what happens? Uh, what Daryl Sutter was alluding to, 960-960, name and location on the text line. Other action yesterday, six games on the slate. Jets, the only Canadian team hosting the Capitals in a cross-conference t- tilt. Jets, just a mess in the second period of this one. Mantha cutting to the middle, a shot here, rebound, score! Lars Eller in his 900th NHL game scores on the rebound. All Washington, all the time. It's 4-0 Washington. Goals by Trevor Van Riemsdyk, Evgeny Kuznetsov, Marcus Johansson, and Lars Eller see the Capitals take a 4-0 lead in the second period. They would take a 5-2 victory in their lone trip to Manitoba this season. All Washington, all the time. Four-game win streak snapped for Winnipeg. Win streak extended to four for Washington. Knights and Bruins in a heavyweight game. Mark Stone opened the scoring, but Patrice Bergeron answered as the two captains went toe-to-toe. Tied at one after 40 minutes of play. Game winner came early in the third period. Reaching to get it out is Hall. He comes together with Miramanov. at step now for Zaka. Saucers to Brust. He scores! Some sweet sauce from Pavel Zaka. He floats an aerial pass to Jake DeBrus, who buries it by Thompson. Great work by Hall and Zaka to set up Jake DeBrusk. His ninth of the season is the game winner. Charlie Coyle would also score as the Bruins beat the Knights 3-1, exacting some revenge after the Knights broke their season-opening home winning streak last week. Elsewhere, only three forwards missed the score sheet as the Kraken beat the Panthers 5-2 down in Florida. Two points each for Matty Beneers and Yanni Gord in the victory as they stay red-hot 7-3 in their last 10 games. The Kings were wrapping up their own four-game Eastern Conference road trip with a stop in Columbus. The Jackets led 2-0, 3-2, and 5-3, but each time the Kings came back to tie. Game went to overtime, could the Kings get their first lead of the game on the game winner? Hands it off to Goudreau, and he'll play at the line. Here comes Patrick. Up the ice, one-on-one with Sean Dursey. Gets it around the backhand and shot. Save made. Rebound. Score! And I got two words for you. Game over. Bob McElligan with the call. Johnny Goudreau scores the game winner. Uh, weird bounce to get the game winner there. His 10th of the season. The Jackets beat the... 
Flames and Kings in back-to-back games. That one a 6-5 final score. That was all the action in the Pacific. Vegas still at the top despite their loss. 41 points in 30 games. Kraken and Kings both have 35 points, but Seattle's only played 27 games to LA's 31. Oilers sit in fourth. They got 32 points. They're two ahead of the Flames with equal games played. Elsewhere, the Avalanche beat the Blues in OT 3-2. Clayton Keller completed his first career hat-trick with an OT winner as the Coyotes beat the Flyers 5-4. Six games today, including the Flames and Habs. The Flames will be on Sportsnet West. Oilers visit the Wild. That'll be on Sportsnet 1 at 6 o'clock. Predators and Blues go at 6 in another central clash. At 5, it's the Stars and Penguins. Will the Devils battle the Rangers at MSG? And 5.30 sees the Senators host the Ducks. Week 14 of the NFL season just about in the books. Monday Night Football has the Patriots and the Cardinals from Arizona. Total set at 43.5. Well, the Pats are favored by a point and a half. We did have some wild action yesterday. We'll get to a lot of it with Charles Davis in just a moment here, but uh, some scores. Gross weather in Buffalo as the Bills hosted the Jets. Mike White took an absolute beating in this game. Two thunderous hits had him leave the game, but he returned from both. He actually went to the hospital to get checked out for interior injuries after the game, um, but his offense he, he couldn't get going. He left it in the ambulance, yeah. and he was allowed to be back in the game. Bills beat the Jets 20-12 to as well. Very uh, valiant yeah. of Mr. Mitch White. Uh, he, when you look at that Milano hit on him, it was oh clean goodness. too, but he just oh, crumpled yeah. him. It's, it was the perfect hit. It's the edge spear from WWE. Yeah. Like textbook, except like Listen, not in WWE. Wasn't pretty for the Bills again, but maintaining that number one seed in the AFC. Couple of AFC North battles as well. Deshaun Watson's second game this season had his Browns visiting the Bengals. Cincinnati led at the half, extended that lead in the third quarter. Burrow catches a high snap. Now it's a flea flicker. He's going to throw it deep. Got He's got a man open. Oh. Over the shoulder catch. Trenton Irwin at the six. Touchdown. Baby. Baby. Bengals. The flea flicker executed to perfection. That made it 22-3. The Bengals would beat the Browns 23 to 10. But could the Ravens keep pace? QB carousel for them. They battled the Steelers. Tyler Huntley started for the injured Lamar Jackson. Anthony Brown played some quarterback for the Ravens in this one. The Steelers lost young quarterback Kenny Pickett to a head injury, so Mitch Trubisky came into the game, but he threw three interceptions as the Ravens squeaked out a 16-14 win in Pittsburgh as the Ravens and Bengals are both 9-4 and four in that division. Oh, it's, it's too bad that the Browns gave that scumbag $200 plus million dollars, and he looks terrible. He's looked awful. Games. Nobody's it's, cheering for the... Oh, the Browns were America's team. Like, everyone wanted the Browns to do well, and now nobody is cheering for the Cleveland Browns anymore outside of people in Cleveland. Battle of Texas. Dallas hosting Houston and Arlington. Houston actually held a 23-17 lead after three quarters on the verge of giving the Cowboys the biggest upset of the week. Just needed to find a way to stop Dak and this potent Cowboys offense. In the gun. Prescott snap back. Handoff. Elliott driving. Pushing. Touchdown! Ezekiel <laughs> 11 plays, 98 yards, all in just 239. The Cowboys march the field and take a 27-23 lead, and they win the game, pulling that from the jaws of defeat. And, and credit the Texans fighting the Cowboys, pretty much blowing that game. They could have beat Dallas. But again, nice effort for the Texans, on track to have the number one pick overall in the draft. Lions kept their playoff hopes alive. They beat the Vikings 34-23. Both clubs well over 400 yards of total offense. 
Jaguars upset the Titans 36-22. to Just a second road win for Trevor Lawrence in his career. Bad loss for the Titans. Ugh, ugly one. Eagles smoked the Giants 48-22. to Jalen Hurts. Jalen Hurts is... He's the man. MVP? Well, he only went 21 for 31, 217 yards for the year, two TDs, 77 yards on the ground, one rushing touchdown, and only doing that on seven carries. It's what, him and Mahomes right now? Maybe Josh Allen? Uh, Josh Allen's fallen out of it lately. I think it's Jalen Hurts. In the afternoon, had some doozies. Russell Wilson and the Broncos, speaking of Charles Davis, he was on the call of this game with Pat Mahomes and the Broncos. Uh, Pat Mahomes and the Chiefs facing the Broncos for a divisional clash. All Chiefs early on. Play action fake. They're going to throw it. Now the pass is intercepted off the tip. Willie Gay Jr. 30-yard line. 20-yard line. 10-yard line. 5-yard line. Touchdown, Kansas City. Chiefs open up a 27-0 lead in the first half, but Wilson and Jerry Judy hooked up on a couple TDs before the end of the half. Broncos gave it a bit of a push, but too little too late. They fall 34-28 to at home. Buccaneers and 49ers, Brock Purdy, Mr. Irrelevant, getting his first NFL start. The last pick of the 2022 draft, getting a start with injuries to Trey Lance and Jimmy Garoppolo and San Fran. Have yourself a day, young man. Purdy back, time, pumps, now going to throw for the end zone, wide open, Brandon IU, touchdown, San Francisco. That made it 28-0. Brock Purdy says Tom Brady who? Pretty good. 16 for 21, 185 yards through the airs. Two tutties, snuck in, rushing one as well. Christian McCaffrey was an absolute monster. The defense for San Fran stifling 35-7 the final. And we also had the Panthers beat the Seahawks 32-24. Fun game. Fun NFL Sunday. Uh, we'll, we'll talk to Charles Davis straight ahead on what he saw in that Broncos and Chiefs game of last game who he thinks the MVP through 14 weeks of the season is. couple quick notes. Uh, the Rays signed Kevin Kiermeyer. No, Jays. The Jays signed Kevin Kiermeyer, <laughs> who used to play for the Rays. Yeah. Are you, you know, nah. He has some speed it's left. not Brandon Nimmo. He can't but... hit, <laughs> but he'll give him defense, and the whole goal is to move George Springer to a corner outfield spot so you can um, save him and, and extend his career. But and- Kevin Kiermeyer. Great. Doesn't move the needle. Doesn't wet my whistle. No. Uh, and a bunch of local stuff. The Wranglers beat the Gulls Friday 3-0 and Sunday 5-2. They're the Anaheim affiliate. Connor Zaria has a four-game point streak going. They'll play the Moose Tuesday night at the Dome. The Hitmen played a 3-3 three three out east. Uh, they lost two of them. They won the finale Sunday. Zach Funk had five points in a 5-2 win over Brandon. They play Sunday in Lethbridge. The Roughnecks battled the Warriors Sunday uh, Saturday night. Snuck out a win in their opener. 8-8 after three quarters. They went into 11-9. And the Stampeders signed a couple of key special teamers in long snapper Aaron Crawford for two years and fullback and special teamer Will Longley for one year. Free agency opens February 10th. So expect more signings mm. to trickle in as the uh, holiday season continues. Uh, that's it. And good night and good luck to you, sir. Great job, Maddie. The, morning, uh, the Rose Report brought to you by MotorWorks. If you own a BMW, choose MotorWorks for service and repairs. They'll gladly match and then beat any competitor's price by 10% on 51st Avenue, 3rd Street, Southeast. Uh, no World Cup action today. No. Semifinal action goes tomorrow. But our man, Alex Brody, has a World Cup update brought to you by Certainteed. Alex, take it away, my man. 
All right. Thank you, George. This soccer report is brought to you by Certainty, the pro's choice for roofing, siding, drywall, insulation, and ceiling systems. Certainty, pro all the way. And it was a jam-packed weekend of quarterfinal action. I'll run you through everything you need to know from the matches as well as our semifinal matchups. And our first quarterfinal was tournament favorites Brazil taking on 2018 runners-up Croatia. This one was a defensive battle, nil-nil after 90. This would need extra time. And then it was Brazil who looked to be the extra time winners. Neymar with a sharp angle strike to put them ahead just before the halftime mark of extra time. The goal put him tied with legend Pele on international goals. That is a big deal. All Brazil had to do was hold on to their lead for 15 minutes. But Croatia would not give up. Bruno Petkovic equalized in the 117th minute, sending this one to penalties. Croatia familiar with spot kits, kicks, pardon me. They also had gone to penalties in the round of 16 against Japan and their experience showed here. Brazil's Rodrigo and Marquinhos both, both missing their penalties. This opened the door for Croatia. Come out on top 4-2 in the shootout. A massive upset for Brazil, who seem to be having the most fun and the best tournament so far. And Croatia have now reached the semifinals of all three occasions. They've made it out of the group stage of the tournament. So they'll look to become back-to-back -back finalists as well. That semifinal is coming up. I'll get to that in a second. But our second quarterfinal, Netherlands taking on Argentina. This was an exciting one. These teams, not fans of each other, started off all Argentina. Lionel Messi scored one and assisted one to see them ahead 2-0, but the Netherlands stormed back with two goals in the final 20 minutes, including a pretty big brain free kick in the dying minutes to tie this one up. Not going to dig into this too much, but tensions really high in this one. Argentina time-wasting and late challenges really riled up the Dutch. And then it was their coach, Louis van Hall taking a bit of a big game, talking a bit of a big game when it came to those spot kicks. And they eventually lost. A fantastic performance from Argentina's shot stopper, Emmy Martinez, sees them advance to the semifinals and Brazil no longer in their way thanks to Croatia. That'll be a very exciting storyline to look at. And now we head to the other side of the graphic. It was Morocco taking on Portugal. Portugal once again leaving Cristiano Ronaldo on the bench and Morocco looking to become the first African team to make it to the semifinals ever a lot on the line here Portugal averaging three goals per game coming into this match albeit they did score six against the Swiss but Morocco's defensive structure proving superior they held Portugal scoreless in this one and it was Youssef El Nesri who broke the deadlock in the 42nd minute to put them ahead Portugal would bring Cristiano Ronaldo on in the 51st minute to try and reignite that attack but it was too little too late Morocco goes on to take this one one to nil and makes history as the first African team to make it to the semifinals at the tournament ever. Their sensational story continues. A reminder, they replaced their head coach right before the tournament started. They'll take on the winner of France versus England, which brings us to our final quarterfinal. A European tilt between France and England, both teams pre-tournament favorites. Aurelien Chouameni put France ahead early in this one with a beautiful long-range effort. A couple of missed calls on England attacker Bukayo Saka. Overall, very equal first half. Early in the second half, Sokka brought down in the box. The ref does not miss this one. Penalty for England. Captain and striker Harry Kane steps up and makes no mistakes, and he ties it at 1-1. I mentioned earlier Neymar tied Pele for international scoring. This one tied Harry Kane with Wayne Rooney for the most goals for England. But then it was France striker Olivier Giroud stepping up 
when he needed to, putting his side back in front in the 76th minute. And in the 84th minute, England with a chance to tie. Harry Kane stepping up to the penalty spot once again, and he blasts it into the stands. Oh, man, that was a tough one to watch. That would be all she wrote. France hold on to win 2-1. And these are our semifinal matchups. Croatia taking on Argentina and Morocco taking on France. I'll run you through all the semifinal storylines in our next segment in Hour 3. The Soccer Report is brought to you by CertainTeed, the pro's choice for roofing, siding, drywall, insulation, and ceiling systems. CertainTeed, pro all the way. All right, Alex. Good job. Lots of soccer information there. Are you okay? Did you take, take a, a breath? breath? <laughs> Taking a deep. That was a lot. There was a lot there. I should have probably told you not to go so long. That's that's on me. I'm going to wear that one. <laughs> tight, tight. But that's okay because you gave a lot of information. I appreciate that. Um, great job. Uh, we'll hear from you later on in the show. Tommy uh, Whelan Jr. going to join us at 8.30, talk about Tommy. the World Cup. But straight ahead, uh, we'll talk some NFL football with our man Charles Davis from CBS Sports. Stu Cowan, sports columnist for the Montreal Gazette on the Habs and Flames. Game night tonight in Montreal. It's the big show, Russick and Rose, Sportsnet 960, The Fan.